Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Veterans Unite podcast. I'm your host, Chad Turner. And tonight we've got a musician with us. Um, found this guy on Instagram because one day I decided, you know, I- I'm looking for more veteran musicians. And I decided, you know, let me do a search on Instagram, hashtag veteran musician. And this, this guy was one of the first people that popped up. And he goes by the by the name Ranger Sauce. Um, so Instagram's awesome because people will come up with some of this. I, I, I thought it was an interesting name. You know, I was like, Ranger Sauce. Well, that right there makes me think he's he's Army. <laughs> and um, because, uh, let's face it, Rangers like saying, hey, I'm a Ranger. <laughs> but um, but anyway, so so I started so I reached out to him. And we started talking back and forth in, in messages. And now I've got him on the show today. Um, now, before we get into his story, though, there are a few things I want to point out. And actually, there's one thing I want to point out. And that is what's going across the bottom of the screen right now. And if you notice, it says, join the fun and stay up to date with what we've got going on. Text JOIN to 713 929 2983. And what that'll do is that'll send a text message basically straight to me. And you'll get a an automated response that will ask you to fill out some basic information on yourself, just so I know what your name is, what your age and sex is, and where, where in the country you're at. And that's pretty much all it's going to ask you. And from then on, every message is a message that I send out to you. And you can also reply back. And I can see it and I can answer you. Uh, it all comes through an app on my phone. And yeah, so whenever I'm going live with shows or whenever I'm releasing a interview episode like this one, I'll tell you where you can find it. And that way you guys don't miss anything. But also, uh, you know, just an interesting way for us to communicate, us to connect. So join the community and uh, text me at 713 929 Two nine eight three, and we'll go from there. But anyways, now that, that said, let's get into our interview with Ranger Sauce. So, hey, bud, what's going on, man? I'm doing good, man. Uh, how about yourself? I am Great. fantastic. It, it's Thursday night, and nah, it's Thursday night. <laughs> That's all I can say about <laughs> it. But. Uh, so we're talking for a bit before we started recording. And I tell you what, folks, this guy has got, to me, it's an interesting story. Because as you know, part of the purpose behind the show is to bring you alternatives to what the VA and modern medicine, big pharma, whatever, wants to push on you and say, oh, well, if you got a, if you got a problem, you need to take this pill or you need to take that pill or, you know, unfortunately sometimes people get into the alcohol and it, it it's a slippery slope, a, a spiral from hell that can keep you sucked in for way longer than it should. But sometimes people are able to find their way out and that's what he's done through music. So the first question I want to ask you is, is first question I always ask, and that's, uh, what did you do in the military? Uh, so I was actually uh, 11 Bravo, which is infantry. And I went and joined 
Well, I didn't join. I went to the selection program of 75th Ranger Regiment. Mm-hmm. I uh, got to assigned to 1st Ranger Battalion. Uh, did there, did three deployments there. And basically, our, our whole mission was basically to find bad guys and capture them. All right. What did you think of the the ranger selection process, and and how long did that take? Uh it was really uh, it was really interesting. Back then, it was called RIP Ranger Indoctrination Program. Now it's called Ranger Assessment Selection Program, I believe. That's called RASP, short for RASP. And uh, it was an interesting time period, just uh, getting getting your ass handed to you every day. <laughs> uh, but I went through it in the winter time. So oh shit. So we didn't get our asses handed out to us as much. We actually were basically just like told not to move or, or we were told to sort of, sort of cold get to us mm-hmm. or uh, one particular instance, which was just uh, every other night or basically every night, actually, they would low crawl us through water out, out in the range and we'd low crawl through water. And they would start a fire in front of us, and we'd be 30 feet away from it. We'd be spread six feet apart, formation. And we were just standing there, and the wind would just blow, and it was winter. And we would stand there and watch the fire and get told, if you want to quit, you get a warm sleeping bag, get barbecue. Oh, they were making a barbecue. Oh, oh bastards. And basically, <laughs> like, saying, hey, if you if you quit right now, you don't have to deal with the cold anymore. You don't have to deal with any of this. And, uh, well, I, I obviously didn't quit, but... Uh, a lot of people quit uh, just for right. that because of being cold and not being able to handle it. I mean, it was tough. It was brutal. Brutal Damn. and uh, it was a great time. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how what what in your mind at that particular moment of time is the suckiest thing you've ever done. But then you can look back on it, you know, later and be like, you know, yeah, it sucked ass, but that was actually kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> my, my 19th birthday was during that <laughs> selection. So, oh shit! Yeah, so you're kid. you're a youngin going in. Yeah, I was I was a kid. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Um. So where where'd you grow up at? Uh, so I grew up in uh, mostly Arizona. Grew up between Phoenix and the uh, Navajo Nation. Mm-hmm. So Navajo Nation was the main place I grew up in. A small town called Fort Defiance. I don't know if you're familiar with that or not. No. Yeah, All right. Yeah, small town, small town. Gotcha. And, and was was your family uh, thrilled that you you decided to do that, or were they like, "What the hell are you doing?" Uh, so, on my dad's side, our family is a uh, huge into into uh, military service. So um, when I when I joined, it was really not not that big a deal. Like it was kind of expected. Mm-hmm. But on uh, my mom's side. It was like huge. I was the first person in the family to join the military, so everyone was, everyone was freaking out. Everyone was like, "Oh, you're gonna get brainwashed. You're gonna, oh, shit. gonna be like, you know, want to kill people. You know, when you get back, you just want to fight people. You know, all this, all this craziness." I was already, I was already kind of doing that. I wasn't in the military. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. And, and so, when you got out, um, where did you end up moving to when you got out? I, I went uh, as soon as I got out. I went back. To the Navajo Nation. Yeah, went back to the Navajo Nation and uh, just started school, started college right away. All right. And and now you're in what, North Dakota? Yeah, I'm in North Dakota right now. Uh, how do you like it up there? It's uh, 
it's not really my place. I like, <laughs> yeah, I like, I like, uh, I like mountains. I like right. Mountains. And uh, the music scene up here is basically, basically no music scene up here. And, oh shit. Yeah. So um, I had to. Go well, to you're Fargo. you're an innovator then. Yeah. So I I, I got to go to Fargo, which is like a good hour drive from where I'm at to actually play in up play in front of an audience. Oh shit. Yeah. So. Um, Yes, I, I'm looking forward to leaving this place. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. All right, so so what got you into music? Uh, I would just say I was like, oh, shoot, maybe I was like 10 years old. Well, mm-hmm. let's, let's take a step back. Let's take a step back. Right. Uh, when I was in my mom's room, uh, my mom and father would always play clap, put uh, little headphones back then on my, on my mom's belly and would just play classical music all the time. Oh. So technically, that's kind of where it all started was classical music, and uh, I listen to classical music now, and I just calm down. Like I, I can fall asleep really easily. But um, I have to say, really, like looking at music as like a uh, career or something that as a goal or you know do every day, I was probably like ten years old, and um, I just saw like I was like really into Clay Walker. Not sure if you know. Clay Walker is um, a musician, country musician, and mm-hmm. I was really into into that and uh, Steve Earle back in it. So I, I really enjoyed listening to that type of music. These guys were just just with guitars. That was it. And I mm-hmm. thought it was really cool. And then uh, you know, high school, I got sick of playing the guitar as a ten year old. I couldn't put my hand on it. It was too big right. for me, and didn't touch it until I was like fifteen or sixteen again. That's when I really got into music. Uh, favorite band is Social Distortion and Johnny Cash, Bob Dylan, Bruce Springsteen. Those, you know, those type of guys. The Clash, the Ramones, Joe Strummer. Uh, listen to Ryan Bingham now. So a lot of uh, kind of like Waylon Jennings, a lot of like outlaw kind of uh, music is like what what I like. And um I say between eighteen to about last, yeah, last year when I was like thirty, it was just blur of music. wasn't really focused. Um, now it's like super focused. Um, really happy where I'm heading, the direction I want to go with music. So um, that's kind of how it all started. <laughs> so one of the things that I found to be very interesting about your story um is because after after i found you through through the hashtag uh, veteran music I, I started going through all the posts that you had on your instagram page and one of your posts you had talked about how the music is actually what basically saved your life because you had started going into to alcohol in a bad way um could you tell us a little bit about that uh yeah so i actually um First time I ever drank, I was 14, and I never stopped and never stopped. I just kept going and going and going. Alcohol, it was just taking me a bad path everywhere I went. Uh, that was like, you can talk to anyone who knew me before before I got sober, and they would tell you, like, yeah, he was a good dude, but, you know, alcohol is his weakness. You know, alcohol was, you know, what, what did him in. And so, or I would die from alcohol was kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And... Even in military, a lot of my friends like that, even in college, a lot of people said that to me. Um, when it finally, like, everything kind of 
kind of came together was one night uh, just over a year ago was when I was just nothing was going right man I got fired from a job I dropped out of college I've had like no friends I couldn't connect with anybody I was living in this like horrible apartment with like cockroaches running around and I didn't have a bed and I was sleeping on the floor and it was like hard hard tile floor and oh shit um, only thing I had was like, well, I had a guitar and I had uh, alcohol, and that's all I that's all I did was just drink every day, and play music. And if I want to call it playing music, it wasn't playing music like the way I am now. But I that's all I did. And one night I was like, you know, I'm gonna finish this all off. I'm so sick of being alive. And got a pistol and I was ready to, you know, take 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 uh, take myself out of it, this world. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, well, I can't go out without playing one more song on the guitar. And I made up made up a song and the spot and didn't like the way it came out. And a part of me uh, didn't want it to come out right. So I kind of played it wrong on purpose as well. <laughs> and <laughs> I, but it, it just wasn't coming out the way I wanted it. So I kept playing it and playing it and playing it and playing it and playing it until I passed out. And I woke up the next morning and I was like, man, I, I need help. I need help. And like I, by myself, I went and grabbed it out. The alcohol is a bottle of vodka, fifth vodka, cheap vodka, like bottom shelf vodka. And I just poured it all out and called my buddy up. And I was like, my sober buddy, who I didn't <laughs> really talk to because he was sober. Um, <laughs> right. And I was like, hey, man, I need help. And like, phew, 30 minutes he was by like it was quick he came by right away and i just kind of told him he was like hey man it's all right it's gonna be okay he gave me a huge hug checked me into the va uh went into this like va ward i don't want to call it an insane asylum or anything or jail but kind of felt like it mm-hmm. you go in there and they kind of lock you in a room with a bunch of other people who are like who had overdosed or, or having a mental episode you go in there with them and I wasn't there with those guys, and a lot of them were Vietnam veterans, and just listening to their stories and hearing about how they wish they were my age when they got sober really, really touched me. Um, I really wanted to move forward with my life. And this guy there, he was 90 years old, I believe. He came every single day. He didn't have to come. He came every single day, and people would ask him. You know, why why are you here? And he goes, I'm here because I want to show you guys you can if I if I can get sober, you can get sober. And he was forty years sober. Oh wow. And I was like, was like Whoa man, this guy's ninety years old and he's still coming into this program when he doesn't have to. Like that you know, that says a lot. It speaks a lot of volume to me and really motivated me to stay to stay sober. And from that day on I made it my mission to stay sober. And Somewhere along the way, I ended up wanting to help other people get sober or help them out with depression in some way because uh, I've been through all of that, and it really sucks when you think you're alone, and I don't want people to feel that they're alone in this world having to deal with all that. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, when when you're alone, it's like everything just – you feel like it, the weight of the world's just on top of you you know, mm-hmm. and that, that's part of the reason why, why this show exists is because I want people to n- understand one, you're not alone. Um, 
two, there's always another way out there. Um, you know, you found music. Music is what helped you. Other people find painting. Some people find uh, writing. Um, oh, there, there's even a, a guy that I'm really interested in getting on the show that he finds just going out in nature um, can do wonders for you. Yeah. And so, you know, that that's part of what, what we're trying to do here is just let people know you're not alone. There's always someone out there that can help. You know, like you, you had that one sober buddy, you know, that didn't drink and <laughs> yeah. he was able to, he was able to take you in and get you, uh, get you, you know, where you needed to be. So how long were you in that program or are you still going to that program? No, I was actually in that program for a week. Uh, and I actually had already decided that I'm never touching alcohol again. So I was super committed and I just, I just didn't want to drink anymore. So I, I don't go to that program anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm actually, uh, actually where I'm at currently, there's no, there's no really veteran community. Like, I mean, the people I work with, I, or I used to work with, uh, most of them are veterans and I still mm -hmm. pretty close with a lot of them, but, uh, I'm the only one who's sober in that group. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that makes it kind of hard when they want to go out and drink and shit. And you're like, nah, dude, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, definitely right up from the beginning. It was definitely like that. I don't want to sound like I'm some sort of like, I don't know. A, I don't, know, I don't even know what to call it. Profit or anything. <laughs> but I, since they've been hanging around me and I've just been so, all about being sober and sobriety that it's kind of like rubbed off on them. Nice. A lot of my friends actually don't really drink as much anymore. Like they hardly go out now, hardly go mm -hmm. out. And we, we step ready, like going rafting, going away and going out and hiking, going camping. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying it was because of me, but I mean, before they, they, they were just drinking. Now it's, they're not. I mean, they're going out and watch supporting me when I'm playing in Fargo. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, do you uh, do you go out and play like every night, or you know, a couple times a week, or what you got going on with that? Oh man, I'd love to play every night. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to play every night. Uh, I wish. So far, most of the time is once a week, more than likely once a week. If I could play more, I, I, I totally would play more. But I, I got to drive over to Fargo, and that's like a good hour away. So most mm -hmm. of the time, I'm actually here or in, in my apartment, and I just practice all the time, practice, practice, practice. And I started taking lessons from from a teacher, actually. So I hired a teacher to help me improve my, my musical abilities. And he thought I was good. I don't. I, I still don't think I'm at I'm where I'm at, where I want to be. So. <laughs> well, we are our own worst <laughs> critics, that's for damn sure. <laughs> Always but, for improvement. There you go. There you go. So um, one of the things that one, one of the things that I, I, I feel like I'm, I pick up when I listen to some of the music that you've got, like on your Instagram is there, there's definitely like a blues feel to it almost, yeah. but <laughs> you, you mentioned Johnny cash and that kind of goes along with the same, same vibe as, as Johnny yeah. cash. Yeah. So, um, is, are those like, is he one of your all time favorite musicians or, or is it just, 
Uh, well, definitely in high school, I really connected with uh, Johnny Cash. Um, I'm from the country, well, where I live on, on the reservation, actually the whole reservation, Navajo Nation, it's all country. Yeah. So you find it's not uncommon to find people riding horses. It's not uncommon to see people. I was big into rodeo growing up, mm-hmm. and I did bull riding as well. And it's very common to see a lot of people listening to country, Johnny Cash. Of course, back then, people were listening to George Strait and Shania Twain and all these other stuff. And you had like other people, the cool guys, you know, in the back were like smoking cigarettes and all that. <laughs> Plus, they're having a few drinks, uh, having listened to Johnny Cash. Right. Who is this guy? And, uh, man, I loved him. Connected him right away. And, you know, growing, you know, he grew up in a pretty abusive family. And I'm not saying I got physically abused, but I was mentally mentally abused by my father. I was was never good enough for him. I was never good enough for anything for him. And, right. Um, one day after a rodeo, he straight up told me, he was like, why do we even, why do we even do this? And I was only like 10 years old. Like, oh, yeah. shit. You know, and it was just like basically like, you know, I don't, I'm not going to teach you anymore. And that really affects you as a kid. Yeah. And um, so I really connected with Johnny Cash on his story with him and his father. You know, he's just trying to make his father happy. But his father was always just telling him, you're never good enough. And, you know, I, I connected with him right away. And I understood a lot of those songs that he sings, just wanting to, you know, just live your life. And that's what mm-hmm. I really wanted. You know, some Navajo kid on the reservation just wanted to live his life with music. And that's when I really got into music, actually. My first song, actually, is Johnny Cash. Uh, it was, uh, it's, uh, I'll Walk the Line. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, speaking of the songs, um, do you have, like, a favorite song you've written so far? <sighs> All of them. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh I, I, uh, it really depends on the mood, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. There's one song that I, I'll sing. Um, it, it doesn't have a chorus. It's very untraditional. It doesn't have a chorus or any of that. It's just straight straight two verses, and that's it, and like a little solo in there. It's all acoustic. I, I like playing that song. It's mostly about um, – I actually wrote it when I was drinking, and that was uh, – well, when I wanted to when, – back when I used to drink is when I wrote it. So it's really about – going to the bar and meeting a girl and because you're lonely, you're just alone. It's basically like a, a drunk, a drunk tale of just trying to escape from reality. And you find someone else who's also wanted to escape from reality and you guys just meet up and you know, whatever happens happens. And it's called gloomy dawn. I like, I like playing that song. It's one of my favorite songs to play. Okay. And then as far as like a cover song, do you have a favorite song you like to do on that? Uh, Ball and Chain by Social Distortion. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's yeah, one of my favorites. Okay. And uh, do you have any, have, have you made an album yet of all the songs that you've you've put together? No, no, I haven't. Um, working my way toward that. Working okay. my way toward it. And I'm just more or less just releasing songs out one by one. You know, I, I really want people to to connect with, with the music instead of releasing a whole bunch of music at one point and then people just are like, Oh, I don't like that song. I don't like that song. I'm just gonna skip to my song. I like, you know, instead I want I want people to be like, Oh, I you know, I like this song. I can connect to this song. I, I enjoy it. so I'm just like I'm releasing songs one one at a time and uh, actually one of the songs that I 
probably am excited to release is the the Gambler's Road. Uh, that's one that I've uh, stoked about. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's going to be getting released pretty soon. Yeah. Right on. Now, just for everyone listening and watching, uh, that is a song that we're going to play at the end of this episode. So that being said, um, you want to tell us a little bit about that song? Uh, yeah, actually. So the Gambler's Road is. Uh, it actually started off as a started off as a song about overcoming suicide, and I remember just kind of playing it. And um, one of my buddies was here, and I was like, "Dude, what do you think about this?" And he was like, "Yeah, I, I dig it, man. I dig it." And it was originally about overcoming suicide and you know winning. So it's kind of a beat. And as I was writing it, it kind of turned into something, something else, something different, it kind of took a different, different message. And it kind of just turned into if I were to talk to myself 10 years ago, uh, what would I want to, what would I want to say to myself? Like, what would I want to do? And um, I would tell myself, hey, dude, you're kind of being stupid. <laughs> like, get your shit together. That's right. basically what it's about, you know, just overcoming your challenges and living a lifestyle that's getting you nowhere. You know, gambler, you know, a lot of gamblers are addicted to gambling and it's, you know, it kind of everything is a snowball effect. You do one thing, you're like, oh, maybe I just, if I just keep doing it, maybe one more time, one more time, one more time, one more time. And then it just snowballs and, you know, you're, you're on a gambler's road of like, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, you played with death. I've played with that too many times. <laughs> um, still do every once in a while, but more right. safe, more safe about it now. <laughs> and uh, I really just wanted to, you know, spread that message. Basically, you know, someone out there might realize that hey, they're on a gambler's road as well, and um, you know, hopefully that song reaches to them and they're able to be like, you know what, maybe I should reevaluate where I'm at right now. Because I, you know, I've been in those shoes. I've been there, and I've been to jail, and I've I've been in trouble with the law. So, and, you know, it's it's not a it's not a good road. It's not a good road, and it's good to it's good to be off of it and be on the sobriety sober road. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, growing up, my dad he he drank a lot, and I, I hate to say I'm I'm thankful for him having certain health issues, but those health issues caused him to take certain medications that didn't react so well with the alcohol. And he, it's been at least 10 years, if not more uh, that he doesn't even touch it anymore. I mean, he he was like one of those 18 packs, you know, on the way, you know, on the way home kind of guys. And it's like so many accidents, so many times that, you know, it's amazing that he, he made it through all those accidents, honestly. And, um, and yeah, and, and now he's still with us. He gets to enjoy our, our, our daughter. You know, he finally has a, a grandchild. Thanks to me. <laughs> um, although believe you me, my wife definitely did a lot more of that work than, than I did. Cause she had a hell of a time with that pregnancy, but, um, you know, now, our, now she's, you know, eight months old and, um, I know we, we thank God every day, you know, uh-huh. It's like sometimes you just look at her and you know you can't help but smile. Even, even like today she's having a um, a little bit of a hissy fit because she wanted to get out of her stroller, and yeah. if she turns a certain way, she could actually fall out because we don't have her strapped in, you know. 
And so I kept putting her back in. And every time I put her back in, she started crying. And then she tried to climb out. And then I put her back in. And she started trying to cry. And she tried to climb out. Uh, we must have done that for a good 15 minutes before she finally. Uh, I I think it ended in more of a stalemate. Because I ended up just saying to hell with it. And I got up and I started walking around in the stroller. And then yeah. she forgot about what to get out. And she stopped crying. <laughs> but um, she, it's going to be fun, man. She's, she's hard-headed. <laughs> but um, anyway, um, so one of the things I like to do is make sure that people get their, their um, social media outlets out there. So I already mentioned that, you know, I found you through Instagram, but uh, what, and if, if people have been listening and paying attention, then they should know you could probably find you by Ranger sauce. Yeah. Um, so definitely. just, so basically just look for hashtag Ranger sauce and there you are on Instagram, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, I'll be, I'm also on YouTube as well. Uh, I'm going to be posting on there more frequently. Here's coming up. I got okay. a lot of uh, projects that I want to get done and I'm really excited about that as well. I, I'm a videographer too. So okay, really stoked about picking up uh, YouTube again. It's going to be mostly like sobriety and music oriented. Right on. And, and just, just for the sake of saying this folks, definitely check out that Instagram because he's got, he, he does, you know, like he just said, he's a videographer and he does some pretty interesting little like angle shots of, of him playing and stuff. And it, it looks pretty cool, man. <laughs> and um, that. <laughs> that, that's, what it, that's what makes it interesting. You know, it's like you, you start watching someone, you start following their story and um, yeah, like I said, I, I like watching what you've got going out there on Instagram um, that one post that you did where you talked about sobriety, mm-hmm. that's the one that just really struck a chord with me and yeah. uh, made it to where I, I wanted to reach out to you. And yeah. so I'm glad I did because I, I love your story. And folks, one thing you're going to find out here in, here in a few minutes is he's got a really good voice, great on the guitar. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's only up from here, right? Oh man, that's that's all you can do, man. Uh, even like even when I hit rock bottom, that's it was like, well, I'm at rock bottom. Like, either I can stay here or I can go up. There you and, go. You know, there's no other place but up. So I'm just using that momentum ever since, and just continuing improving myself every day. I'm uh, grateful, grateful to be alive. There you go. Now I've got one final question before we play the song. And the question is, is there a question I haven't asked you yet, but should have? Hmm. I, I don't know. <laughs> like, is there something you really want the world to know that I just haven't asked you to spit out yet? Oh, okay. Um, I guess... Uh... Actually, I don't know. Yeah, I can't think of it. It's a, it's a tough question, man. It really yeah. makes people think about that. Yeah. All right. So how about this? If someone just happens to be up in the Fargo, North Dakota area, and they wanted to see you play, where the, where can they find you? Oh, uh, yeah. Let me uh, let me look at that real quick. It's actually called. Um. It's called. I have it. I have it right here. would be called the brewing company of dc brewing company 
what it's called, uh, Drum Conrath Brewing Company. So it's a uh, it's a pretty cool place. It's all right. I mean, you know, as as a sober dude, you really don't know <laughs> where else to play except for bars. Right. But honestly, it's kind of weird. I I guess we could get into that, like you know what. Um, why I enjoy playing in bars. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Why do you enjoy playing in bars? Yeah, uh, it's actually, it's it's super intimate. I, I, I enjoy it. You actually get to see a person in front of you. You get to see their, their reactions. You can see uh, people actually just like you, you're touching people's heart. And mm-hmm. I I sung at this one, one time at a bar and it was just uh it was great to like see everyone just stop, just stop and listen. Cause I, I, I just let everything out. I just let it all out. You know, I was like, that's kind of how I approach it. Every time I go to go to a bar or a little gig, I close my eyes and I just tell myself, this is, this is what, this is all for the marbles. This, if I were to die, right at this show i want people to remember this this moment so every time i play i play like it's my last day on this you know earth i'm gonna die and you know people come up to me and they're like hey you're you're that was so good that was so great and i I, i've seen the videos my buddies show me i don't think i'm doing that great (laughs) um i would really love oh here's a question here here you can ask me this is uh would i would i like to start a band <laughs> there you go yeah uh yeah i would love to start a band i would love to um it's just right now i every time i find people to start one they, they, they always flake out or they're just not as committed so i just was you know sticking just right now as a solo musician until i until i find a, a people who i can jive with and we can make music mm-hmm. with I want to do electric. I have I love I love electric, and it'll probably a lot of the music I'm writing right now are um, I'll play it on electric, and it sounds so different. It sounds more energetic, and I'm able to like sing with the passion that I want to sing with acoustic. I kind of got to not necessarily tone it down, but I I change the energy to more right. of a uh, intimate, something more intimate, and something more like you know as if I'm singing just to you. And, um, yeah. So I, I would love to be able to sing sing music because when I when I play with the electric and I sing, it's I'm not singing really for anybody. I like I let everything out. It's just, it feels so great. And, um, acoustic. I, I love it. It's it's different energy. It's, it's a different energy, both of them. Right. All right. Well, there you go, folks. Um, so I tell you what, we're going to go ahead and kick off the song and, uh, then when, when the song's done, we'll, we'll say a few more things and then that we'll close it up at that. So let me click over here. All right. So here we go. So this is Ranger sauce playing gambler's road. This is a road, cards all deal. You should fall, love's been smelled. Sinking sun, I rollers cold. Buffalo run on a gambler's road. You've gone book while playing with your soul. Death shares a smile, time to pay the toll. Get on home, 
leave them catacombs Go and get off the gambler's road Little long toss, snake eyes game On a lost kinship strain Cross the line, junkie mode No more sunshine on a gambler's road You've gone buck while playing with your soul Death shares a smile, time to pay the toll Get on home, leave them catacombs Go and get off the gambler's road Giving ear to this alley cat Been on this road too long, that's a fact Quit playing poker with alligators I need you to leave them haters You got a future full of life What will you do with this advice? Buck while playing with your soul. Death shares a smile, time to pay the toll. Get on home, leave them catacombs. Go and get off the gambler's road. All right, man. Uh, like, like I told you before we started recording, on the way home, I listened to that at least three, four times. And I, I yeah. love that little part that where where you're on the guitar and you're like, diddle, 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 you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that's just I don't know. Every time I hear it, it, it makes me smile. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm glad. So, I'm glad it makes you smile, man. Yeah, that's what it's meant for. <laughs> and the one thing, folks, that y'all y'all missed if you're not watching this video is actually hell. Even if you are watching the video, when when I play the song, it only pops up the the video, but in, in the on my screen, I can see a little uh, like thumbnail view of, of the two of us. And the whole time the video is playing, he's singing along with it. You know, it's <laughs> like you can tell he's feeling it. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, But I do want to say thank you very much for coming on with me tonight. Um, I, I've had fun with this for yeah. sure. And I hope that a lot of people out there will hear the message and realize you're not alone. There, yeah. there's other ways you can get help. I mean, how you drank since the time you were 14, basically. Oh. And you, you managed to get off the, off the alcohol, man. And that's, that's awesome. Yeah. So c congratulations on that. Appreciate that, man. Not a problem. And, uh, any last words you want to say? Uh, yeah. Um, just want to want to say, you know, thank you. Thank you for having me on this on your on your podcast. Really mm -hmm. appreciate that. Thank you for allowing me to send a message and share that share my share my song Gamblers Road. I just want to throw a shout out to my buddy Noah and Chris and Alex. You guys, you know, help keep me keep me motivated and continue to push me in the right direction. Uh, love you, mom. Thank you for all this. Uh, Navajo Nation, you know, I'm doing this for you guys. 
and uh, all the veterans out there, you know, suffering with PTSD, not alone, and uh, the rest of the world. I know depression comes in, comes in many, many, many shapes and forms, and I just want to let you know, you too, you're not alone. Guitar, your mind is like a guitar. You got to constantly tune it. So, yeah. So just uh, keep keep waking up and attacking the day and living life. You know, we're, we're, we're only halfway, we're on top of the mountain, but we're really only halfway top, and we're still making our way up. Absolutely. Well said, man. Again, thank you, folks. You know, like they say, keep keep pushing on, continue the mission, and I'll see you guys next time.